Welcome back, Fight Fans. Welcome back to another edition of Unbiased Boxing Talk with the IBFP. And look, let's break it down honestly and objectively as possible. And, you know, I'd like to give a shout out to everybody that, you know, that loves boxing, that supports boxing. And all we want to do is talk about the sport that we love. That's it. We just love boxing and we want to see the best fight the best. Now, let's dig into some of these topics. The first one is Andre Ward hating on Canelo Alvarez. You know how that go. You know, Andre Ward came out and questioned Canelo Alvarez's all-time great status by saying, you know, hey, Canelo Alvarez, if he is who he says he is, an all-time great, you got to take advantage of a fighter like Golovkin. I thought he should have stopped that version of Triple G. Now, the interesting thing is Canelo Alvarez, I mean, you should never question his all-time great status, and this is why. Canelo Alvarez, undisputed at 168 pounds, four-weight world champion, one of the best, if not the best, resumes in the sport of boxing. There's nothing to be questioned about his status as an all-time great, regardless if he wins, lose, or get a draw in any fight. You shouldn't question it. So that was a very disrespectful statement from Andre Ward. I think that's blatant hate against Canelo Alvarez, and it doesn't make sense why you would not be objective about that. I mean, you got to keep the same energy. Look at it like this. Canelo Alvarez dominated Triple G, and he did that with a wrist injury. I don't understand it. He did that with a wrist injury. Just understand that. And he still dominated him, even though it went 12 rounds. It doesn't make him any less of a fighter for going 12 rounds with a guy who's never been knocked out and who's never been dropped in Triple G. I mean, come on, let's be honest. Some people even speculate that Triple G went in there to survive. Whatever you believe happened, it does not matter if Canelo did not knock him out. This guy's never been knocked out. He's never been dropped. And at the end of the day, Canelo still dominated him with an injury. What's the complaint? What's the problem? I don't see one. Now, Andre Ward, when he fought Alexander Brand in his career, he went 12 rounds in his prime. This is a prime Andre Ward who fought Alexander Brand. Um and he basically stated, after he went 12 rounds with him and didn't knock him out, he stated, we knew this guy was going to be really, really, really hard to knock out. He's a veteran. Is Triple G not a veteran? Is Triple G not a veteran? Triple G's a Hall of Fame type veteran. Triple G's a unified middleweight champion. Veteran. What are we talking about? He's a two-time unified middleweight champion. He's a current middleweight unified champion. Triple G is going to the Hall of Fame one day. So to sit up here and say that, you know, hey, we knew this guy, Alexander Brand, was going to be hard to knock out. You can't say the same for Canelo Alvarez. You you can't say the same. And and Alexander Brand, you know, this guy, he was never an elite fighter. He was he was never a world champion. And he's not going to the Hall of Fame. So when you look at those things, you say, well, you should have knocked that guy out. What's your excuse? See, he doesn't make an excuse. Uh, you know, in, in his instance, he just said, hey, well, you know, we knew this guy was going to be hard to knock out. That's his excuse. And he doesn't, he doesn't give Canelo any leeway. He doesn't understand why he didn't get him out. He said, we just knew this guy was going to be hard to knock out, and he's a veteran. He kind of, you know, looked past that like it was nothing. But when, when you keep the same energy with Canelo, you're critical of his performance. I don't understand why Andre Ward would take that approach. It doesn't make sense. Any other reason for Andre Ward to say these type of things against Canelo is simply because he doesn't think highly of Canelo. He thinks very low of Canelo. He, he, he thinks Canelo Alvarez is not a, uh, as good a fighter as people hype him up to be. And my whole thing is Canelo Alvarez has proven time and time again that he's willing to take risks, that he's willing to perform at a high level again and again and again. I think Andre Ward has his own biases, and they're clearly showing when it comes to Canelo Alvarez. It's a very, very sad thing.
We're just being honest about it. I mean, that's that's all I can say. Now, in addition to that, we have Tyson Fury, you know, him and the Anthony Joshua fight's not going to happen. And we don't know if Tyson Fury is going to fight Derek Chisora. Uh, we don't know if he's going to fight Andy Ruiz. We don't know if he's going to fight Luis Ortiz. And we don't know if he's going to fight uh, Flip Hergovich. We don't know. Those are all potential opponents. Um, there's one opponent that people keep talking to me about is the potential of an Andy Ruiz fight. And the only thing I'll say in reference to that is I think Tyson Fury dominates Andy Ruiz. Um, Andy Ruiz has not looked good recently in his recent fights. Andy Ruiz, um, you know, is at a height and reach disadvantage. Tyson Fury has elite footwork. He has an elite jab. He has an elite IQ. He has great head movement. He's faster than Andy Ruiz. I don't see a way for Andy Ruiz to win this fight. I can see Tyson Fury either stopping Ruiz or even just dominating him in a boxing chess match. So I, I think, you know, Tyson Fury can win a multitude of ways. I don't really see how Andy Ruiz wins this fight. I just don't see the blueprint. Uh, I would never count Andy Ruiz out of any fight. He's already shown time and time again that, you know, he's willing to step in. He's a fearless guy. And he does have a lead in fast hand speed. So I would never count him out. I always give him a puncher's chance. But I just don't see the blueprint for success against Tyson Fury. And that's no disrespect to Andy Ruiz Jr. I think what he's accomplished, uh, you know, by being the first Mexican heavyweight champion, being a unified champion, you know, having no fear to step in and fight, and fight Anthony Joshua, especially at a time when a lot of guys were not wanting that smoke. I give Andy Ruiz all the credit in the world for that. Uh, take nothing away from him but I simply don't believe that he has the blueprint to beat Tyson Fury at this point in his career. I just don't see it from Andy Ruiz Jr., although I think that he will give it his best shot. I think he will come come in and, and do everything he can to secure a victory if he's offered the fight at any point. I just don't see that path to victory for him. As much as I like Andy, I just don't see it happening. But let's keep it going. Uh, and then we get on to Dravonta Tank Davis. He has a possibility of facing jail time. Uh, Tank Davis it has a court date and a hearing set in Miami for October 19th um, surrounding battery charges. Tank Davis also is facing hit and run charges in Baltimore. That trial date is set to begin December 12th. Um, and at the end of the day, you know, Tank Davis could be facing possible jail time uh, because the judge has recently rejected his plea deal over the hit and run incident. Now, what I will say is Javante Tank Davis, he's a talented young fighter, um, but we've never seen him take a true risk, a fight where we don't know if he's going to win, a fight that's truly a 50-50, a fight where people say, man, I just don't know if Tank can pull this one out. I've never seen Tank Davis in that type of fight. So what I have to say about this in reference to all of these pending court cases and any potential settlements that he could have outside of court is this. Tank Davis and Ryan Garcia, there's a lot of rumors surrounding them. It would make sense for that fight to happen now, especially with Tank Davis maybe in need of money if things don't go his way in court in these upcoming cases. This would make perfect sense for Tank Davis to not only want to get this fight in, to stay active, but you know, before any potential layoffs and also have a lot of cash coming in before any potential layoffs. So if there was ever time for Tank Davis to take a risky fight, it would be now. And I think Ryan Garcia, out of all the fights you could take that would be risky, he would probably be one of the more entertaining ones because I don't see how Ryan Garcia and Tank Davis fight and there, it doesn't end in a knockout. I just, I don't see how that fight does not end in a knockout. Whoever you got winning that fight, 
I don't see how it ends in anything but a knockout. I don't think Ryan Garcia is a completed fighter, but I don't think Tank Davis is a complete fighter either. I think both of these guys have flaws. Both of these guys can get hit, and both of these guys can be hurt. And so at the end of the day, I think this would be a fantastic fight, and I really hope it happens because the sport of boxing needs these type of fights. But look, let's keep it going. Canelo Alvarez Vada test results are in. Uh, the interesting thing I like to talk about these Vada test results with Canelo Alvarez is simply because, you know, people are always critical of Canelo. People are always hating on Canelo. People always like to label him and call him a drug cheat or this and that. And Canelo Alvarez is one thing to me. He's a guy that's a warrior. He's willing to go in there. He's willing to take a risk. He's willing there and do the unexpected. I respect Canelo Alvarez. I think he's truly a special fighter. I think he takes risk. I think he's a brave guy. And not only that, I think he's a clean fighter. I do. I truly believe that. I mean, Canelo Alvarez went undisputed. Clean fighter. Clean Vada test. Um, went against Dimitri Bavall. Win, lose, a draw. Still was a clean fighter. Uh, against Triple G in this trilogy. Clean fighter. Canelo Alvarez has proved year after year that he deserves the benefit of the doubt. With drug testing, he stays in Vada. I can respect that. I can respect that. This is what I mean. He's a clean fighter. And and I think that people should acknowledge that. Every time you have a Canelo Alvarez argument, somebody brings up and says, oh, he, he's a dirty fighter. He's a drug cheat. He's a this. But they never mention all of these great Vada tests that he keeps passing again and again and again and again and again. I just think it's disrespectful to do that, um, especially when you know that he's a clean fighter. It's disingenuous. We we know better than this, you know, and we should expect better. And and all I will say is the disrespect for a guy who's constantly taking risks, the disrespect for a guy who's always trying to put it on the line, who's always working to be great, I feel like is unnecessary. Show Canelo Alvarez, you know, some respect. And these Vada tests prove that this man's a clean fighter. He's always trying to be the best, always trying to step up and do more and more. And I think the whole boxing world should just respect that. But look, let's keep it going. And then we get to the most interesting thing to talk about today has to be Jermel Charlo, the undisputed champion at 154 pounds, talking about his big brother, Jamal Charlo, stating that he will fight David Benavidez at some point in the future. He he stated this on ES News. Now, the interesting thing is, shout out to ES News first, Ellie Sekbeck. Uh, shout out to him. He, he always has great content. And look, the only thing I'll tell you is this, you know, I think that Jermel Charlo is the type of guy that's fearless. I think Jermel Charlo is the type of guy that'll fight anybody. I think that Jermel Charlo is the type of guy that fears no one. I think Jermel Charlo, even if he takes a loss, I think he's willing to go in there and, and get the fight on. I think that's the kind of guy Jermel Charlo is. Jermel Charlo has shown me that he cares about Undisputed. Jermel Charlo has shown me that he he you know he values his legacy. He cares about you know, what, what the fans think, what the fans want. That's what Jamel has shown me. So that's why when Jamel talks, I listen. But on this one, I don't know. He's saying that his brother Jamal will fight, uh, you know, David Benavidez. He's saying his, his brother will fight, and, and that's a fight that got to be made because they're both on the same side of the street. It makes too much sense. They're not going to duck the fight. That's what he's saying. I hope he's true. I always listen to Jamel Charlo. I always try to believe what he's saying. But at this point, I feel like that's a bit of a cap. And and that's all I'm going to say. I mean, as much as I like Jermel Charlo, as much as I appreciate Jermel Charlo, I just find that very, very difficult and hard to believe. I mean, we just got to be honest about it. Jermel Charlo, you know, 
even though he's fearless, even though he's willing to run through the division and fight all the champions, I don't feel like his brother Jamal Charlo is that type of fighter. I mean, think about it like this. Jamal Charlo has been quoted as saying in the past, David Benavidez has nothing to offer me after previously saying that, oh, I would love to fight David Benavidez. I'll knock him out. So then how do you go from I'll knock out David Benavidez to he has nothing to offer me? That's a fight that everybody wants to see. Why would, what are you talking about? He also said things like David Benavidez needs to get vaccinated for me to fight him. He also said that David Benavidez needs to be 25 years old before he fights him. I mean, these are not things that I'm making up. These are not things that I'm saying. All of this is researchable. You can go out there and find the evidence and the facts, all of this. I mean, as much as I like, uh, you know, these guys, I just don't see it. Now, Jamal Charlo did say something earlier this year, saying that he'll fight David Benavidez in 2023. So maybe maybe he really sees that fight happening next year. Maybe that's something that he's really going to to try to do and try to push, try to try to make happen. Maybe that's what he's really up to. Maybe that's what's going on here. That's something that he's really trying to get done. I hope so, um, because I think that his legacy needs it. I think boxing needs it. I think that, you know, David Benavidez and Charlo need it. They both need to see who the best is. And look, no matter who loses, this is a message to both guys. It doesn't matter who loses. The fans win. And that's all that matters because you can lose a fight and come back and go harder the next fight. You can learn from your mistakes. That's what that's what it is. One loss doesn't mean your career is over. One loss doesn't mean you're a bad fighter. One loss does not diminish all the great things you've done in your career. One loss does not take away everything that you do in your career. One loss does not take away from who you are as a fighter. One loss does not define you unless you allow it to define you. I mean, we've seen guys like Anthony Joshua take a loss, come back. We've seen guys like Klitschko take a loss, come back. Canelo Alvarez take a loss, come back. Manny Pacquiao take a loss, come back. So you can see a lot of type, type of Hall of Fame elite fighters take a loss and come back. So there's no shame in taking a loss. It does not matter who loses or wins that fight. All that matters is that we get that fight, is that we get to see the best versus the best. That's all people care about. That's all I care about. That's all we want to see, the best versus the best. That's it. We, we just want to see it. We just want to see it. You know, Jamal Charlo's an excellent fighter, but we also want to see Jamal Charlo, David Benavides, but also Demetrius Andre fight these guys as well. We want to see Caleb Plant fight these guys. We want to see all the young guys mix it up. Demetrius Andre, a talented guy, never fought a world champion. He should have his moment. I think the fight to make at this time personally is David Benavides versus Demetrius Andre. I think that's an excellent stylistic matchup. I think both of these guys are available. There's no reason why that fight should not happen next. Jamal Charlo is, is I believe, is out with a back injury. Caleb Plant already has a fight book. So right now, the fight that makes the most sense to me is David Benavides versus Demetrius Andre. I think that needs to happen next. We don't want to see these guys against any other low-tier fighter. And, you know, David Benavidez has been tabbed as the boogeyman. Demetrius Andre has been tabbed as the boogeyman. There's no better fight to make in boxing than that right now, in my opinion, especially with Canelo Alvarez being out of the sport for up to a year, potentially. Because men lie, women lie, but the facts don't lie.